ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry and welcome to another episode of the Lux Unplugged podcast. As part of our partnership with the Cluster for Logistics Luxembourg, we are releasing special episodes titled Supply Chain Untangled. In these episodes, we discuss with supply chain and logistics leaders about the ever-changing sector in Luxembourg and worldwide. In our first conversation, I'm talking to Kevin Nash, Global Head of Integrated Logistics at Kuhn Nagel. Kevin is responsible for the worldwide 4PL business within Kuhn Nagel. In this highly informative conversation, we discuss the current challenges within the supply chain sector and what the future holds for Kuhne Nagel. Kevin also tells me why he entered the logistics sector and why he still works in the sector today. We also touched on the challenges in terms of sustainability and how his company is working towards a net zero carbon future. All these topics are, of course, very important, not just for Kuhne Nagel, but also for our partner, the Cluster for Logistics and its members. If you, the listener, are interested to work in the supply chain logistics sector or are planning to relocate your business to Luxembourg, then head over to the C4L website, clusterforlogistics.lu to find out more. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Kevin Nash, Global Head of Integrated Logistics at Kuhne Nagel. Hello, Kevin. Welcome to our new series, Supply Chain Untangled. Great to have you on the show. Hey, Terry. Thanks very much for the for the invitation. Yeah, really, uh, really appreciate to uh, to talk to you. Thanks a lot. So, for people who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Yeah. Okay. So, sounds like a good place to start, I guess. So, my name is uh, Kevin Nash. Uh, I am Irish, um, fifty eight years old, married with uh, with five children. Uh, and uh, living in Luxembourg for the last 16 years. Although, like most of us, yeah, I guess uh, work consumes uh, a huge part of my life. Uh, but in my spare time, I, I spend as much of this as possible with my family or riding one of my motorcycles or, or watching sport. But as this is a, a business podcast, uh, let me say from a business perspective, uh, I work for Kuhn Nagel, uh, a leading global logistics provider uh, with a presence in over 100 countries worldwide, including Luxembourg. And why have you chosen a career in logistics? Oh, that's, a, that's a very uh, uh, interesting question. And uh, it's also a story I could probably tell at, uh, at length, um, but I guess we should try to stick a bit to our, our schedule today. So uh, let me try and condense it a little bit. In fact, it was, uh, it was by accident. When I, uh, when I left school uh, and didn't go to university, uh, this I only did much later in life, uh, actually, I had the ambition to begin a trade, uh, an apprenticeship. Uh, however, once I had started this, uh, I discovered it was not for me quite quickly, in fact. So when my, my dad, my father, called me to, to help me with his distribution business, that's when I started in logistics. And actually, this was when I discovered that it was something that I really enjoyed um, and that for me, it had a value uh, and, and it grew from there. Right. So uh, I, uh, I really enjoy that as a logistics partner. Um, and being a, a, an integral part of the, the supply chain, we can and, and we do contribute constantly in bringing people and, and communities in the world closer together. So through my career, I have developed the belief that, let's say, that by delivering 
innovative uh, uh, solutions in logistics and supply chain, we deliver something very valuable to society. So that's that's why I got into it, didn't exactly choose it. Um, but as it developed, I, I, I very much grew to to love it and, uh, and uh, really believe that it brings a value. And how long have you worked in the logistics uh, sector? If I say this now, everyone will know how old I am, although I already told everybody. But uh, yeah, since 37 years. And have you seen a lot of changes, uh, obviously not just from a, a digital perspective, but as we know, over the last two years, three years, we had many, many changes. Um, but how would you think, how would you describe changes that happened in uh, supply chain and, and logistics in you know, the early 2000s and, and, and today? I can probably even go back a bit earlier than 2000s, right? Um, when, when I started in logistics, as I said, my, my dad contacted me, but uh, that didn't last too long, you know. Fathers and sons either can or cannot work together. But I bought my first truck, me personally, in the, let's say, early 80s. And I had my own trucking company for 10 years and, and drove many kilometers myself all over the continent of Europe, right? So, so I... If I look at it from starting in that perspective, when there were many, many, many small owner-driver companies uh, uh, all over Europe and, and other places, the change to today is really this, this consolidation and globalization. So after 10 years, I, I sold my business and joined a, a contract logistics service provider. And then really, also, I've worked on the client side. Um, and then return to the service provider as, as, as this is something I really enjoy for the reasons I, I mentioned before, right? So, so the, the real changes that I saw over the years is the globalization of the world has heavily affected how, how logistics is provided. The, you know, manufacturing in China didn't exist at all when I first started in logistics, at least not on the scale that it does today. And the size of companies and the structure of how logistics is done. And then, of course, coming into the whole digitalization effect in, in, in the last years, right? So um, obviously, uh, when I was driving and had my own company, I was driving behind uh, the Iron Curtain at the time. So a lot, a lot of changes that have happened. So, But really, what we see today is this massive acceleration in a few number of years that the acceleration in digital transformation has brought to the industry. So there has been change over all the years I worked, but not nothing as rapid as it has been in the last five, six years. So from starting uh, behind the wheel uh, yourself and now with a big player, probably one of the biggest players on the market, how would you describe the Kuna Nagel business? I always I always describe the company I work for, let's say, in following two ways. Right? Firstly, I, I, I'd like I like to describe the why. Yeah? So why do we do what we do? And then a little bit about the how and the what. Uh, after that, right? So firstly, on the why, the Kunanagel business is about three three key things. Yeah? Uh, and it's why I, I believe personally so strongly in the company I work for. Um, it's our common purpose. So whereby we believe that as a logistics partner, we deliver progress uh, to society now and into the future. Um, it's about our strategy, which is about contributing to the business success of our customers. Um, and it's about our inspiration which is our colleagues, our, our people, uh, who are at the heart of everything we do. So our, our culture as a company is to be a great company to work with and work for. So then if we look a bit on the, on the how and what to describe Kunenagel, as I said, a, a leading global logistics provider headquartered in, in Switzerland now. 
with a presence in over 100 countries worldwide, with some 78,000 logistics and supply chain professionals working in our company. The company was started in Bremen, in Germany, uh, in 1890. So we're more than 130 years old. So obviously seen some huge changes uh, uh, as well. Thinking about customers, we've, we've got more than 400,000 customers globally who we serve today, ranging from small through medium to very large. Within Kuhnenagel, we have five main business units, air logistics, sea logistics, road logistics, contract logistics, and integrated logistics. Myself, I'm, I'm responsible globally for our business integrated logistics, which is the, the 4PL, fourth party logistics division uh, uh, of the Kunanagel Group, being responsible for providing end-to-end supply chain orchestration services to our clients who, who require this. You're talking about uh, your slogan uh, as an example for the moment. You say your supply chain, visible, resilient, sustainable. Sustainable, obviously, a very big word at the moment. Is it, that is your business strapline at uh, Kuhne and Nagel. Um, what do you mean with this? And is it just a marketing slogan or is there a real message behind it? Your supply chain, visible, resilient, sustainable, the, the strap line, as you call it, is in fact our claim as integrated logistics, so uh, uh, the division that I'm responsible for, right? It is our 4PL claim. Um, in, in respect to what we provide and where we deliver value, specifically through our supply chain orchestration services, it focuses, in fact, on the, the, the top supply chain requirements or, or headlines gathered from our customers and and from the industry but i think you you, you can appreciate that there is a, a significant amount of activities and processes and details behind this alongside a huge investment into technology and data that really sits behind these headlines so uh, so no to answer the question not just a marketing slogan although of course it serves this purpose as well, quite well, I think. But it is a very concrete statement about the key areas of value that we bring and will continue to bring to our customers as a as a, a 4PL provider. As you mentioned now, um, uh, 4PL, and you are responsible for the world, worldwide 4PL at Kuhn and Nagel. Um, what does 4PL mean and what does this role entail in a day-to-day environment for you and for your teams? My my. my... First thing that pops into my head is that if you ask my wife about this, she'll tell you it means sitting with my feet on the desk all day, drinking coffee and giving orders, right? But uh, whilst I do drink coffee and sometimes make, let's say, strong suggestions, um, my role as, as head of integrated logistics has many aspects to your point. It's maybe not the most easiest question, but uh, I can tell you what I'm responsible for, uh, and that is to provide the strategic direction of our business. Uh, to ensure that it it is market uh, performance and digital ready to provide our services to our clients, both existing and future. Equally important is to ensure that what we offer is constantly innovating so that our customers are confident that when they choose Kunanagel as their supply chain orchestration partner, they will have access to the best technology and software available and to a set of global supply chain experts that can deliver value now and into the into the future for them. So on a day-to-day basis, I spend a huge amount of time talking to customers, to suppliers, to my my, my management team, to our IT experts, but I think also and, and more importantly to our people on the ground. 
who are the ones who really make it happen for our clients on a day-to-day basis. In fact, I I often get the feedback that I can be a bit too uh, (laughs) hands-on and sometimes get too involved in the details. And that's probably, uh, it's probably true at times. Uh, But the truth is to be, in my view, to be a leader, you must know how it all works. And, And that is where I came from. I came from operations um, and I love talking shop with the guys on the front line, especially, let's say, in the current market climate um, where they are working even harder than before to to contribute to the success of our customers. Right. So whether you believe my wife or me, I leave it to you. You just you just mentioned um, like an orchestra, because um, I'm, I'm assuming there are a lot of plates, a lot of instruments that have to be played at the same time in order that this whole logistic and supply chain performance is, is working in order or, or clients and partners that everything runs smoothly. And I, I think is that one of the challenges that you see the guys on the ground having uh, to manage and it's not as easy as just a truck driving from A to B or a plane driving flying from A to B to get products uh, delivered to, to to the clients so when 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 we talk about um supply chain supply chain orchestration um we really do talk about supply chain and and there are periods uh, in in the evolution that we talked about where things have been quite uh, let's say consistent, repetitive, seasonal, but you you see very clearly that it doesn't always run exactly like that. So yes, supply chain is complex, yeah, logistics is complex, uh, transportation has large uh, uh, parts of complexity to it, and coordinating all this, and that's why we call it orchestration, because the orchestration part means getting it to play music uh, all together, right? You know, if you if you think about a conductor standing in front of his orchestra, especially let's say a symphony orchestra, this this person is standing front and central, listening to what's being played, setting the tempo and the rhythm, uh, making sure that uh, people start and and finish at the right times. So, it's really important that a partner in this process really understands supply chain and 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 what is being asked of them to do to deliver this orchestration. Um, but uh, I think that the complexities of today, uh, as, we, as we talked a little bit about, they, they are amplified by external influences. As this episode is in partnership with Cluster for Logistics, and I think we have a lot of listeners that predominantly are not working in the logistics sector, how would you describe the difference between supply chain and let's say general logistics. Two words that a lot of people hear, a lot in the news, obviously, over the recent months, but they don't know the difference. Uh, How would you describe uh, the difference between supply chain and general logistics? So general logistics, um, let's call this logistics and transportation, right? Because I think that's a lot in the news at the moment, right? Um, So logistics and transportation, these are key components of a supply chain. So when we talk about supply chain, and even supply chain orchestration. I think the simplest definition of, of, of supply chain is the practice of uh, efficiently coordinating the various activities necessary to produce and deliver goods and services to the customers of a business. So really end-to-end. 
So as such, logistics and transportation are key activities that need to be managed and executed within a supply chain. But uh, there are many more activities than logistics within a supply chain. If you think about a, a supply chain, you must consider the full cycle. So let's say from order to cash. So also including things like manufacturing, packaging, planning, finance even. And if you really think about, let's say, a, a food supply, you could even consider or can consider farming as part of a global supply chain. But just to maybe clarify a bit, as integrated logistics, as Kuninaga, we do not propose to go into farming, right? Just that nobody thinks that we are doing that. But we absolutely do focus on everything within the order to cash cycle. So starting with planning right through to finance. When you hear in the news um, supply chain constraints, I think general public will think there are no drivers for the lorries, but it could mean a lot of other things like key ingredients for manufacturing a, a product, let's say, and, and that falls within supply chain as well. There are many, many external factors that, that contribute to, to these things, right? Uh, um, because it's a, it's a cyclical process, right? If, if you have thousands of containers sitting on, on ships waiting to, to get unloaded in a port, there is not an endless supply globally of containers, right? So when those containers are needed somewhere else and they're not prolifically available, it slows down potentially a supply chain, which has knock-on effects. And you can, you can talk about lots of these things. Suez Canal, we saw how that uh, uh, did it. And then, of course, there are all the, the most relevant things that are happening uh, currently. In a, in, a, in a previous job, an issue we had was the return of stillages from deliveries, small scale compared to the Suez Canal. But um, yeah, it, it's an issue because you run out one, one moment, but the deliveries or the orders keep coming. And you obviously are under huge pressures to continue those deliveries. But if you don't have any stillages left anymore, you've got to find a way of collecting them and you need to know where they are. And yeah, that, that brings uh, challenges on a, on a day-to-day basis. Well, exactly. I mean, and this, this is where we talk about visible, resilient, sustainable, because the long-term paradigm of at least transport and logistics, but also supply chain, was the balance of cost and performance. They were the two key main focus areas of a, of a company, right? Cost uh, managed by procurement and, and performance managed by, by the supply chain guys uh, or, the, or the logistics guys. There are more than just cost and performance now, right? We see very clearly resilience being talked about because of all these uh, disruptions. And sustainable, I mean, it's front and center on the stage everywhere you look uh, today. But, and again, sustainable doesn't just mean green. Uh, it means being able to keep it green and keep it future ready to make sure that it doesn't slip back. Right? You need to be able to sustain the solutions that you put in place. Um, so th these are why it's, it's more than and just a slogan, because you need to deliver visibility of where everything is in the supply chain to all stakeholders. Um, you need to make sure that the supply chain that you construct is resilient enough to, you know, have a, I don't know, an excess of stillages, probably not a, a, a cost effective way to do it, but might be the right way to survive from an inventory point of view and sustainable. You need to be able to understand how you're going to execute your supply chain uh, uh, to, to ensure that it uh, contributes to the planet, right? You, you mentioned just um, just now about um, sustainable doesn't just mean green. And 
becoming more green as a as a global business how challenging is it i think there's a very distinct way to look at it uh, if you look at it from a co2 perspective you can look at it this way but there's more to it than that right um if you look at it from a greenhouse gas emissions perspective you have your your scope 1 scope 2 and obviously scope 3 is the most challenging one where your your total supply chain and everything that you do in terms of delivering your goods to customers is uh, having the right uh, CO2 management in place. And this is very challenging. Um, um, I mean, let's face it, m- most countries in the world are struggling to to meet their, their commitments, uh, uh, despite how necessary it is. I think there are three distinct steps that you are... M- three if not four distinct steps that you you must absolutely take you must engage yourself or with a partner who can measure what your footprint is right across the supply chain you must be able to identify where uh, through this measurement as a second step where your problems are and where you need to focus then you need to engage on to deliver progress into this uh, process that you uh, uh, pick the big ticket items and work on them with a priority. And for the, all the things that you cannot do, and let's face it, we, I, I think we're a long, long, long way uh, as, a, as a society from zero. But, you know, wherever you can offset as a very last resort uh, is a key component of managing uh, this sustainability agenda. The good news is that focusing on sustainability is also quite cost effective in your supply chain. So you need to be able to have a very comprehensive view on measure, uh, on identify, you know, on deliver, uh, and then finally to say, you know, how can I contribute at a final step to, to really um, uh, offset the bit that I cannot get rid of. And, and how helpful are governments in helping companies like yours implementing whatever strategies, because obviously every business and also in your sector, but in, in general, every business has a little bit of a different strategy on how they want to become net zero, reduce their carbon emissions and so on. And a company like yours, you know, working in, I think you mentioned earlier, 100 countries. So you have to have 100 locations, a different strategy in place each time to adapt to whatever that particular country is trying to implement. Would I be right in assuming this or... I, to be honest, I don't think it's a hundred different strategies, right? So I, I, we have a very central strategy. Um, I am I, I cannot speak for other companies, but uh, uh, from a Kuninaga perspective, thankfully we already achieved carbon neutrality for scopes one and two, right? Uh, 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 already in twenty twenty. Um, we have a commitment for for 2030 for scope three. This is a this is a, a an overarching strategy where we are working with all our suppliers, all our customers, and the countries that we that we work in, um, and have a presence in. Um, and our all our different managing directors of all our entities have a clear engagement process in those countries. If I if I reflect on Luxembourg, you know we have we have. The bodies like you know cluster for logistics who absolutely support that speak with a voice uh, strongly in order to help companies like us to be able to have access to the right information, understanding how to 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 generate uh, benefit within the structure of the countries and and everywhere where we are working, we are uh, doing our absolute utmost to engage in this process. So we we mentioned environmental challenges and not just your sector but. Other sectors as well had huge pressures due to labor shortages, environmental challenges, as we just spoke. Fuel price hikes, obviously, is probably one that uh, hits you a lot. Um, but these are challenges. And you, as a sector, obviously, are uh, trying to attract 
young talents. So why would they choose a supply chain and logistics sector uh, to work in? What, what is the, the key part to bring young talents to work for companies like yours or in the sector in general, even if it's competitors? I believe it's because this sector really contributes to the world and to society, as I said before, right? You know, uh, if I look at ev even in a, an entry-level position, you can work on global flows of critical products, uh, talk to clients and colleagues around the world um, in respect to a career path. It offers even more, right? Um, working on all the different transport modes or within different industries, You know, really, you know, when you think about, you know, being able to to work with clients on a net zero carbon program or uh, uh, you can travel, uh, have an international placement, work on many other things within the sector. You know, IT within our sector is huge today. Right. IT development, solutions, engineering, supply chain, finance, customs management all of which are very much on the edge of, of innovation and pushing uh, the, the innovation profile. So the list is quite comprehensive within the sector, all of which can contribute very positively to, to overall the flows in the world uh, and, and keeping society running. I think our industry in the past has been perceived uh, a bit as just moving boxes. And, and whilst this, of course, is one output of what we do, Supply chains, logistics and transportation is much, much more. Um, and I, I think if you look into our talent profile inside our company, you know, we have, you know, MBA grads, uh, 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 bachelors. I, I've got several PhD uh, uh, people working for me. Um, and in the company, it's prolific, right? So I, the, the, the sector really uh, is attractive to, to people who believe that they make a contribution. So for everyone uh, that wants to join uh, your business, then uh, what, what should they do? And, and what are you looking for at the moment? We are looking for people who are, are passionate about making a difference, who like and want to pursue a career in, in transport or logistics or have an interest, come and talk to us. Uh, many of our countries run, run logistics days. Um, um, we talk and we speak at uh, many universities around the world. But we look for people uh, who are really wanting to work uh, with clients and want to work with uh, international colleagues uh, and are excited about seeing different things. So... Uh, And uh, we have a, a long and open recruitment list uh, on a global basis in all geographies. Um, and uh, yeah, happy to uh, would be happy to hear about anyone who's interested. You can you can go to our uh, corporate website. Uh, we have something called KN Careers. Log on and uh, and see what's available. And uh, as you as you are based in in Luxembourg, how important is the Luxembourg location for Kuna Nagel? And and overall, you know. We know that uh, transport is um, heavily focused, uh, you know, sh shipping, shipping wise or logistic parts in, in Luxembourg going to the neighboring countries. Can the, the logistics sector in Luxembourg still continue to grow and also attract other players to set up business in, in Luxembourg uh, within the supply chain uh, space? Yeah, so, so Luxembourg has been and, and continues to be at the heart of Europe uh, and is extremely well placed demographically and, and administratively uh, from a logistics and supply chain perspective. Um, since yeah, almost 20 years uh, as integrated logistics, we have chosen Luxembourg to be our key location in Europe for these reasons. Indeed, access to talent, 
support and, and investment into the sector by each administration um, continues to be uh, key areas that, that support our growth. Um, indeed, Kuhn and Nagel as a company have been in Luxembourg since uh, uh, since the 70s. Uh, so our, our commitment to, to Luxembourg as a country is, is very firm right? uh, because of these regions. Uh, reasons. Um, in terms of attracting other players, I, I, I would say that all the things that confirm our continued interest as, as Kuhn and Nagel are, are very apparent to, to these other companies in the sector. Um, but also large companies from various industries, m- many of which who have already uh, invested in, in coming to Luxembourg and, and building their businesses here for those reasons too. So many of them are, are our clients. So, um, yeah, it, it, Luxembourg is an important location for Kuhn and Nagel for, 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 in fact, all our business units, air, sea, road, contract logistics. We have a, a huge contract logistics uh, footprint here. Um, and it's uh, it's the key European location for our for our uh, for PL, uh, integrated logistics. And before we close up this insightful conversation about Kuhn and Nagel, and as we talk about Luxembourg at the personal or professional level, what do you like the most about Luxembourg? On a personal level, um, I knew Luxembourg uh, long before I moved here uh, because I did business here. Um, and the move was made easy uh, because I was already very taken with the country and, and the people who live and work here. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful place to live. Um, I've bought a house here, so I'm, I'm also firmly committed here. Uh, my kids grew up here. Um, my daughter was born here. Um, they went to local schools, uh, uh, at least up until secondary education. They all speak several languages, uh, which I, I wish I did, but don't. Um, and as a family, we view this very much as our, our second home. So on a personal level, it's extremely important to us. Um, on a business level, um, the things I mentioned earlier, of course, apply, right? The, I think the ease of doing business here is is, is really really important. The access for a company who are prepared to invest, uh, the access to key decision makers and the support given to the sector make the professional experience a, a, a real pleasure. And if you could change something, what would you change in Luxembourg? Let's see if I can um, you, you can give a perspective on a couple of areas, I hope without upsetting too many people. Right. So uh, I, I would say because I'm in the industry I'm in, um, a larger cargo capacity at the airport uh, with more handling options and, and flight time options would be very advantageous to the sector. Um, of course, I'm, I'm very aware of all the questions and concerns that this statement brings. Um, but I think with a concerted effort and a strong working group, I would be very confident that this would be hugely positive for the economy um, and the sector. And I would say, as a second point, uh, an even stronger schools and university program that promotes and educates students in in supply chain logistics and transportation i I, personally i wish i had more time to contribute to this personally Um, i have been invited um, but was unable to commit so apologies to to the university for for not being able to to follow up on our conversations Um, but i think at a fundamental level with an improved focus and funding Luxembourg can really attract and educate and benefit from the talent that it would produce in the sector. So it's not that nothing's being done. It is, and it's good. Uh, But for all the reasons we discussed, it could be really outstanding. Kevin, thank you very much for joining us here on the Supply Chain Untangled podcast series with the Cluster for Logistics. And uh, we are hoping uh, 
to have a chat with you again in the near future and see how things are progressing during these challenging times. Would uh, would be my pleasure to join you again. Thanks very much for the invitation, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the questions. Uh, tests uh, tests on how to to do it. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate. It. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time.